Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, the presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry, Incorporated. I would like to welcome each and every one of you to our podcast as we attempt to expound upon the word death, uh, which is spiritual death and physical death. Let us go to the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for today, a day that thy hands have made, and we will rejoice and be glad therein. Father, we come today, Lord God, acknowledging you as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We know, Father, that you are the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And we come today, Lord God, we know that we have an adversary, and his name is Satan. But Lord God, we know that you have placed him under your feet. Therefore, he is underneath our feet, for you have given us power over all the power <clears throat> of the enemy. Lord, as we come today, Lord, we ask you to bless your people through your word. And Lord God, let them that have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And Father, we are not talking about brick and mortar. We are talking about that temple that we are. For you said, know ye not that ye are the temple of God. And he that defileth that temple, him you will destroy. And Father, we come today, Lord, binding every adversary, every demonic spirit, every lying spirit, every hindering spirit, Lord God, that will try to come in and block the message to your people. Father, we thank you for blessing us and to keeping us under your covenant in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Good morning, sisters and brothers. I am speaking today on a very, very controversial subject and a subject that a lot of people do not wish to hear about. Death is evident. We have to experience it. One or the other, we will either experience a spiritual death or a physical death. We know that there is a difference. The second death is totally a spiritual death, which means that you are truly annihilated from Christ and the resurrection power that is in his name and in his promises to us. Let us look and see what is a spiritual death. Death is a separation. A physical death is the separation of soul from the body. Spiritual death, which is greater of a greater significance, is the separation of the soul from God. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, God tells Adam that in the day he eats of the forbidden fruit, he will surely die. Adam does fall. His physical death does not occur immediately. God must have had another type of death in mind, spiritual death. The separation from God is exactly what we see in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. When Adam and Eve heard the voice of the Lord, they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. The fellowship had been broken. They were spiritually dead. 
A man without Christ is spiritually dead. Apostle Paul describes it as being alienated from the life of God, referenced in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. To be separated from life is the same as being dead. The natural man, like Adam hiding in the garden, is isolated from God. When we are born again, the spiritual death is reversed. Before salvation, we were dead spiritually. But Jesus gives us life, and in you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Referenced in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, and I'm noting the King James Version, the New King James Version. When you are dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. To illustrate, think of Jesus raising Lazarus in John chapter 11. The physical dead Lazarus could do nothing for himself. He was unresponsive to all stimuli, obvious to all life around him, beyond all help or hope except for the help of Christ, who is the resurrection and the life, referenced to in John chapter 11, verse 25. At Christ's call, Lazarus was filled with life, and he responded accordingly. In the same way, we are spiritually dead, unable to save ourselves, powerless to perceive the life of God until Jesus called us to himself. He quickened us, not because of the righteous thing we have done, but because of his mercy, found in Titus chapter 3, verse 5. The book of Revelation speaks of a second death, which is the final an eternal separation from God. Only those who have never experienced new life in Christ will partake of this second death. Revelations chapter 2, verse 11. Revelations chapter 20, verses 6 and 14. And Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. We know that it is apparent that we all must pay that price for the disobedience of our forefathers. But we know that we have a Redeemer, and his name is Christ. And if you don't believe in him, you're already dead already. And that life is not in you. Your your life, your eternal life, rests and hopes in no other name other than Jesus. Your hope is in no other name but Jesus. He is the resurrection, the truth, and the life. Let us continue by asking, how is physical death related to spiritual death? The Bible has a great deal to say about death and, more importantly, what happens after death. Physical death and spiritual death are both a separation of one thing from another. 
Physical death is the separation of the soul from the body, and the spiritual death is the separation of the soul from God. When understood in that way, the two concepts are very closely related, and both physical death and spiritual death are reflected in the very first reference to death. In creation account, in the creation account, Genesis chapter 1 and 2, we read how God created <clears throat> a variety of living beings. These animals had life, <clears throat> inward elements that gave movement and energy to their physical body. Scientists are still at loss to explain what truly causes life. But the Bible is clear that God gives life to all things. Genesis chapter 1, verses 11 through 28, and 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 13, references this. <clears throat> the life that God gives gave to mankind was different from that which he gave to animals. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, we are told that God breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life. His nostrils, the breath of life, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Whereas animals have a purely physical life, humans have both a physical and spiritual element of life. And the death we experience likewise has both a physical and spiritual element. <clears throat> According to Genesis chapter 2 verse 17, God told Adam, that if you ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he would surely die. Some skeptics have tried to use the, this verse to show an inconsistency in the Bible because Adam and Eve did not die at the very day they ate of the fruit. However, there, is, there are different types of life. There are different types of death. A person can be physically alive and spiritually dead. Found in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 5. And vice versa. Matthew chapter 22 verse 32. When they sinned. Found in Genesis chapter 3 verse 7. Adam and Eve immediately lost their spiritual life. They became dead. To godliness. They forfeited Eden and they came under God's judgment, eternal death. Their shame triggered a collaborating action as they hid from God. Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. Their integral separate, eternal separation from God manifests itself in an external separation from Him. In addition to the immediate spiritual death they experienced, they also began the process of physical death, even though it took many years for death to have its full effect. This can be better understood with the example of a flower. When you see a flower growing in the garden, you know that it is alive because it is connected to the stem and the root and is receiving nourishment from the ground. When, the, when you separate the flower from its life source, it still has an appearance of life 
and can maintain this appearance for several days, depending on the conditions. Regardless of the care it is given, though, it is already dying, and that process cannot be reversed. The same is true for mankind. Physical death that entered into the world with Adam's sin, Romans chapter 5, verse 12, affecting all living things. It is difficult for us to conceive of the world without death. But that is the scripture, that is what the scripture teaches was the condition before the fall. All living things began the process of dying when sin entered into the world. The physical death occurs when the physical death occurs. There is a definite separation of life force from the body. But that separation, but what that separation occurs, when that separation occurs, there is nothing man can do to reverse it. Even the medical community acknowledges the difference between clinical death and a biological death. The wages of sin is death. Found in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. And death comes upon all men because all have sinned. Everyone is subject to the physical death because of the presence of sin in this world, as well as their own personal sins. From a human perspective, physical death seems to be the ultimate punishment. But the Lord teaches there is a deeper meaning of death to be considered. The life that God breathed into Adam in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 was more than just animal life, but it was the breath of God resulting in a being with a soul. Adam was created spiritually alive, connected to God in a very special way. He enjoyed the relationship with God, but when he sinned, that relationship was broken. Spiritual death has implications both before and after physical death. Spiritual death has an implication, I'll say that again, spiritual death has an implication both before and after physical death. Though Adam is still physically alive, but beginning to die to the dying process, he became spiritually dead separated from the relationship with God. In the present, this present life on earth, the effect of spiritual death is lost for God's favor as well as the knowledge of and desire for God. Scripture is clear that everyone begins life dead in trespasses and sins. Reference to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, resulting in a life focused on our sinful desires. Jesus taught that the remedy for spiritual death is a spiritual rebirth. Found in John chapter 3, verse 3, verses 3, chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Through faith in him, this rebirth is a reconnection of the source of life, which Jesus pictured in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 6.
He is the vine and we are the branches. Without being connected to him, we have no life in us. But when we have Jesus, we have real life. Found in 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 through and 12. For those who refuse to accept God's salvation, physical death and spiritual death cultivates in the second death found in Revelation chapter 20, verse 14. This eternal death is not an annihilation as some have taught, but a conscious eternal punishment for sins in the lake of fire describing as being separated from the presence of the Lord. Jesus spoke of this eternal separation from God in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, and, then, and identified the conscious torment of individuals in the story of the rich man and Lazarus, found in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 to 31. God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come into repentance, found in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. So they do not have to remain spiritually dead. To repent means to turn away from sin and includes confessing sin to God with sorrows for violating his holiness. Those who have received God's salvation have turned from death to life, found in 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. And the second death has no power over them, referenced in Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. Sisters and brothers in Christ, we all want to go to heaven, but a lot of us refuse to die to our sins. We refuse to acknowledge Christ Jesus as the only way to enter into God's kingdom, the spiritual kingdom. We refuse to follow the commandments that he set forth in forgiveness, in righteousness. He said, forgive that you may be forgiven. We judge people. And God said, judge not lest ye be judged. For what you measure out shall be measured unto you. Our lives is an example for many, many people. You can talk the talk, but you've got to walk the walk. There are many things it takes to sustain eternal life. Number one, you got to have faith. Faith is the key for without faith, no man can please God. We don't see God. We haven't seen him in any sense. Moses saw a little bit of him calling him the part and it was too much for him. But we as saints, as carriers of the word of God, we've got to give an account for what we say. And it says that you be, for every idle word you will pay for. It also says out of the issue of the heart, of the heart and the mouth speak. We have to give an account. We are being held accountable for what we say to God's people, how we live before God's people, and what he has anointed and appointed you to do in the body of Christ. So you can run around and get in 
to all the congregations, hide in the choir, hide in the pulpit, run around in your community professing to be wise, you're a fool, and, and you will, you will pay that ultimate price. And that ultimate price is permanent, eternal, damnation, separation, and torture in the lake of fire. We got a lot of believers out here. Don't believe in heaven and hell. Well, I'm going to say this to you, unbelievers, that God said, take nothing out of this book of prophecy. How many of you know that the whole book, from Genesis to Revelation, including the epistles, the history, the minor prophets, the major prophets, all of these are wrapped up in that book of prophecy. You can't separate God's word. You can't separate it from your life because he tells you, if you do this, this will happen. If you do that, that will happen. Your life is wrapped up in the word of God. And most of all, as believers and being Christians, our life is wrapped up in the word that came, became flesh and dwelt among all mankind. We thank you today for listening to this podcast. It is our prayer that you have enjoyed it and that it will make a difference in your life. God bless you.